0: You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show, Zombra, hosted by Jesse Towns and Sam Wilson they're smart they're sexy and they're all family. so thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the show
1: Hello and welcome into episode number 89 of Babes Arm Broad. Jess, we're getting close to that 100.
2: Wow. I know. We're going to have to do something fun for 100. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out.
1: Getting close. I'm Sam Stafford with my co host, Jesse Taylor, of course. We're the Babes Arm Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, yesterday wasn't pretty, no. but a win is a win. And the Philadelphia Eagles are 5 and 0,
2: baby. 5 and 0. It's kind of crazy. Like it is, we didn't expect them to be here. I'm glad no, they're here. It didn't look good. <laughs> Want to know what is crazy too. And obviously we're about to break down the
1: game, but it's crazy to think that yes, we are five and oh, but we have Dallas, which obviously we'll do a big show, breaking that down later in the week. Like we always do, mm-hmm. but we have Dallas this week. And if we lose to Dallas, if that's our first loss of the season, which it's bound to happen sometimes, so it's not the end of the world. But if we lose that game, and New York wins their game, we will be in a three-way tie, just like that for the NFC title. And uh, well, not title, but
2: but Dallas would be in first place because they they have the tiebreaker. Yep. Yeah, I think over. So both. like, it's
1: just it's crazy to me that it's everybody's true.
2: that tight. My I know my favorite meme so far though is you know the one with like the dragons where it's like the really serious dragons, like yes, stories, and then the stupidest I saw one in on the corner. Yes. It's the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles, and then the Commanders.
1: uh oh, Poor yeah. commies, man. Them. But back to yesterday's game. Not pretty at all. Mm-mm. Um, definitely their worst game that they played. Yes. And uh yeah, it was it was, I mean, they got the job done. And I do firmly always believe a win is a win. We 100%. knew this was gonna be tougher than what it should have been, just yeah. because of feeling that they knew they were the better team going in just the lackadaisical feeling mm-hmm. from the media and everything before um the game but it, it did look a little worrisome to me especially on the defensive side I would agree, uh, like mostly because they watching Arizona in that third quarter and then and with two minutes left in the game they had no problem freezing down the field and it wasn't even like they were because in the earlier in the game, you start started seeing trick plays early, and that kept a few drives for him. It worked for him. And, hey, be scrappy if you gotta be scrappy. I'm not gonna go against you or be mad at you for that. But it was worrisome in the third and in the final minutes of the game because they were just running right down the middle and they were just going right through us and we couldn't stop them.
2: Yeah, I thought that coaching wise. That was probably my biggest disappointment yesterday. Um, I thought, you know, obviously like Jalen Hurts had his worst game of the season, but it was still a pretty good game. Like he 26 for 36, 239 yards, 15 carries on the ground for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Like he didn't have a bad game by any definition, Mm -hmm. but it was still his worst game of the season, which is you know, it shows you how, how well he's been playing and how, you know, and what he's been doing and same with the defense. Like, you know, they only gave up 17 points, but it was by far their worst looking game of the season. And I think that the things that stuck out to me most about the win and you know, what got Harry was the, the game plan on both sides. Like yeah. AJ Brown only had three catches for 32 yards, like on the, in the first quarter. And then, was not utilized again. That can't happen. That's a terrible like that yeah. that's a disservice to your team by a coach. And then- I
1: know what I thought was funny, just real quick while you're on the game plan. They yeah. made a comment during the broadcast yesterday saying that I guess in some pregame uh interview with Gannon, he made a comment saying that he had dreamt about or not dreamt but at this point already knew they were going to face Kyler Murray while he was on vacation this summer and while he was on vacation because he was so excited to go against Kyler Murray he created a game plan and it was just hilarious to me that they made that comment because I'm like so this guy literally
2: planned since the summer for Kyler Murray and this is how it's going so weirdly (laughs) enough that makes way more sense than if he would have come up with a game plan this week because if you look at how they played week one, the defense, and then how they played after that week two, three, and four, there was a, an enormous shift in the way that he planned the game and called the game. And this was way sim- more similar to week one and all the Jonathan Gannon BS we saw last year. So yes, if that's you know, a great point. I, I didn't, didn't think, think about that. that. That makes so much more sense and actually makes me feel better about how guarded the game plan was. If he, like, was on vacation this summer, was so excited to go against Kyler Murray. Now, Grant, if that's the best he could do, yikes. But also, like, that actually makes a little bit more sense to me, and I think I can make my peace with that. I I like
1: your rationale of it, your thought process, because that makes me feel better as well. So hopefully all our listeners feel the same way, and you guys are welcome.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally, you're welcome. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, I just think that what happened with the game plans yesterday, I think that the team itself is so good that they were able to overcome some really bad situations they were put in Mm -hmm. by defensive game plans. Like, if I have to see Hassan Reddick one more time drop back in coverage, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. You're going to lose that 10 out of 10 times. It's like when we had – watched Nathan Gary on – chase Claypool a couple years ago. Remember that? And that was just, I mean, it was awful. It was like his best game of his career. It was unbelievable. It was, it was so painful to watch, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. And I obviously, I know that was Jim Schwartz, but it's, it's the same, like basic principle, like don't put this guy back there. You see what you do, what he does when you put him where he should be, he makes plays, he makes things happen. He wreaks havoc on a quarterback. So I don't know. I, you know, they still were able to, you know, pull it out. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is truly, I think the Eagles just have the better quarterback and leader with more of a level head. And we talked about it last week, right? Like we talked about how if you, if Kyler Murray makes a mistake, if something happens, if something bad happens, you're going to see they're going to, Pan back to Kyler Murray and he's going to be freaking out, yelling, pointing different directions. Like you were supposed to do this. This isn't my fault. Jalen Hurts makes a mistake and he, you can't tell. You can't tell if he's happy, sad, overjoyed, ready to cry. You never know. That man doesn't literally doesn't have emotions until he runs off the field. So you have no idea. And you saw it. It was a third or fourth down when Zach Ertz, I don't know if they weren't on the same page. Zach Ertz didn't get his head around fast enough. Like, Kyler, the timing was like, I don't know what, but you saw, you know, that play happens. They flash to Kyler Murray and he's yelling and pointing and doing whatever, instead of just being like, okay, next play. And ultimately I think that the way that he gets so flustered and frustrated like that ultimately ended up leading to what put them in the worst situation, which was he ran up to the line. It Mm -hmm. was third and one. He spikes the ball. And then they have to go out and kick it. They have to go out because they can't run yeah. another play because what if you don't get it? And there's not enough time left on the clock because you have no timeouts. So in, you know, they told Kyler Murray to go watch more film and he went and watched the film of Dak Prescott in the playoffs last year, apparently, <laughs> because he had no wherewithal of what was going on and made an enormous mistake that ultimately probably ended up costing his team the game.
1: Yes, I know. And that that is something obviously stands out to everybody because that is the reason that the Eagles won the game. And that is, I mean, we're about to get into this, but I mean, without that, like you said, it would have most likely they gone into overtime, right. which who knows how that coin flip went, how it would have gone because there was no way we were stopping Arizona's offense at that point. So we would have had to score at least. Um, and yeah, I mean the kicker, We got lucky he missed it, and it's unfortunate for that guy, but he is just a temp right now. So it is Kyler Murray's job. He's the one getting that paycheck, and he's the one that is that leader of the team. And a stupid little mistake like that ultimately cost his team the game. I definitely put more blame on him than the kicker.
2: Yeah, and, you know, at the the end of the day, like – Matt Prater was hurt and they had to use another kicker. Jake Elliott was hurt and they had to use another kicker. Yep. Same boat. It's the name of the game in the NFL. And, you know, ultimately you have to, at the you have to rely on your quarterback to be able to make better decisions than that and be, and pay better attention than that. Like you, you have to be able to rely on that. And at the end, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I trust Jalen Hurts way more in a situation like that than you do Kyler Murray. So 100 percent.
1: Well, and even to your point um, on that with just Jalen's demeanor, Mm -hmm. when Arizona was making that drive within the final two minutes of the game, they flashed to Hurts a couple times on the bench and he was stone cold. He wasn't hype. He wasn't yelling like he wasn't mad. He was literally watching the game. He didn't look stressed. He was just like, let me know what I got to do. That's literally straight faced and was like, just let me know what I got to do next. Yeah. It was insane. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really impressive in that fact too. Like, because one, it's like one thing to control your emotions enough that you're not freaking out in your players because to some people that is easy, you know? So it's one thing just to do that. But then it's another thing completely to not get overjoyed and let that emotion affect you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you sort of led into it. So we're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we'll talk about some of the other things that we're most impressed by, some of the things that we are a little concerned about going forward. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on VGN Radio.
0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back in to Babes on Broad, episode number 89. So just we kind of teased it before the break. What were you most impressed by in yesterday's game?
2: Yeah, and we we sort of touched on some of these things a little bit already, but, you know, it was the worst game by the Eagles across the board by far, like, the defense was bad the offense made mistakes and they weren't able to you know do whatever they wanted sort of impose their will on on the other team and you know that's not to take anything away from the arizona cardinals as well like that is a good defense um but they still found a way to win and i realized that there was a little bit of luck involved as <laughs> well um but you know again like i think that Jalen hurts and the offensive composure to be able to, you know, get the ball with nine minutes left, take all that time off the clock, make the Cardinals use all of their timeouts. um, You know, that, I think just the the leaders you have on this team are really able to, to drive you no pun intended, but like, you know, I, I think that, we sort of hit on it when we talked about like the difference of Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts like I think that's the you know the three-point differential in this game I think those little details are ultimately what lend to lend to the difference and why they ended up winning this game I you know I'm I'm impressed by the way that they are just able to get it done by any very things aren't going your way, you're not, you know, being you're not able to move the ball as well. I thought that they got away from running the ball, which I didn't love at times. Um again, you know, I don't with with weapons like they have, it's one thing. It's okay to get past happy, but you know, when running the ball is working, I there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Miles Sanders has been really good through through the first 5 weeks, so um I thought there were times when they got away from that a little too far, obviously not incorporating aj brown towards the end of the game some things just don't make sense and need to be addressed and adjusted um but you know i thought like they didn't have a lot of penalties like they didn't do a lot of some of the you know other things in there so i'm really just most impressed by the fact that it was their worst game by far in all three facets of the game and they still found a way to to ultimately win you know traveling to the west coast doing the whole thing yeah Um, you know, I, I just, I think that it's a good football team and that's what good football teams do. And, you know, they're showing us week in and week out why, why they are undefeated and why they should be taken seriously and given, given the respect as a five and O team. Yeah, no, that's a great point.
1: And I mean, just like you said, that was Arizona's best game of the entire year. Mm -hmm. And it was Philadelphia's worst game of the entire year. And Philly still managed to squeak out a win. Granted, they might not have won it they might well obviously on the book they won it but it might have been handed to them they got lucky who knows what would have happened in overtime but with that being said my favorite or my most impressive thing about that game yesterday was just the fact in that fourth quarter you saw the end of that drive there that um, Arizona was able to rush down that started in the third quarter and the defense couldn't stop them. So it was huge. I think Philly got the ball back with like 940 left and they ran it all the way down to under two minutes. And that is absolutely crucial. Granted, it wasn't perfect because they didn't get the touchdown, but they did get a field goal. So it did result in some kind of point and it gave them the lead and ultimately the win because of that. But I think that was the most impressive thing for me was just that entire drive that they were able to keep it alive. They were able to inch down the field, not give them too much time. And uh, yeah, the fourth quarter was my most impressive part yesterday. Yeah. With that being said.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, what are your concerns at this point? Because I think yesterday more than any other game or, you know, against the Cardinals more than versus any other team, we have were the most concerned I think as a fan base collectively that we had yet to be so far this season so what are you know your your main concerns even though they walked away with a win like what what are you leaving that with that you're like I don't know yeah so I mean one little before I even get into the big part one
1: little concern is we did see just minor injuries again especially Jason Kelsey for a little bit there and like stuff like that's just always worrisome because we talk about it over and over again is the health of this team is crucial um so just little things like that that was a concern but my biggest one and I think it's probably everybody's biggest one was just the defense all around and I think one it's Gannon's game plan going into that but you made me feel better at the beginning of the show when you said how it makes sense because if he planned this back in the summer it was the old Gannon so you did calm my nerves a bit there But I do not like the defensive adjustments because if that was the case, he came in with a game plan in the first half and it wasn't working. Uh You didn't see any adjustments because they still just ran right through you in the second half. So the lack of the defensive adjustments and the fact that it seems like Arizona, what really started getting to our defense was when they, the first couple drives, they couldn't do anything. And they started getting tricky really early in the game and just doing like little things that aren't the typical football play that you would call in the first or second quarter. Sure. And I think that really caught Philly off guard and it was working for him. So just the fact that they weren't able to stop those little trick plays and it seems like it kind of caught him off balance and the lack of second half adjustments or, they did make second half adjustments and it just didn't work. That is the most concerning for me.
2: Yeah. And I thought in addition to that, there were a couple times where they did try to run, you know, a reverse or something like that. And the Eagles sniffed it out and, and, it was like a it's such a poor tackling effort like I was gonna say missed tackle left and right yesterday so many yesterday more than I think any all four of the first games combined and it doesn't make uh,
1: sense because it's beautiful weather out in Arizona it's not like their hands were cold it's not like it was wet and slippery so
2: I don't understand it pretty sure they're in a dome anyway like it was nicely air you know you weren't you weren't overheating like yeah (laughs) there's no reason no reason at all. And I'm totally with you. My main concerns at this point are what Jonathan Gannon did and nothing from that defense stood out uh, in a positive way. Um, you're not getting a uh, fourth week in a row defensive player of the week, which is a shame to oh, yeah. Jonathan Gannon for that. Um, so I, yeah, I totally and agreed. Like you should have been able to see that whatever you were doing wasn't working mm-hmm. and they, you know, whatever the, the Cardinals offense was doing wasn't working either. So they were going to adjust. So you needed to adjust because you were it was already not working for you and they still weren't putting up points. So, you know, exactly. They didn't adjust. They didn't – I didn't like what I saw from the defense. That's, you know, just case in point. Um, I think
1: that's everybody's takeaway from yesterday is just yeah. the big question mark on the defense. And don't get me wrong. I think it would be a lot less worrisome if they weren't going into Dallas with
2: yeah, because Dallas week is always a tough week and I mean Dallas is playing well.
1: And there's a lot of just emotion from the fan base that goes into that, you know? So I obviously I I think, Yeah, like we'll speak on it more, but I think everybody like we know a loss is coming, mm-hmm. like obviously, but
2: you don't want Like you don't want it to be the Dallas. You don't want you it know? To
1: be Dallas. Exactly.
2: But yeah, I, I definitely would agree. The defense is my most concerning thing. You know, again, I didn't love the offensive game plan really either they got away from running the ball like I said AJ Brown not getting a look Ruby's gonna start to cry because she's also <laughs> upset about AJ Brown not getting a look in the second half of the game um to me it just it really felt like complacent preparation across the board and and yeah. I don't like that again you know they're five and 0 I'm not gonna go full doom and gloom over here but you know, yesterday was, was uneasy. And maybe they'll take that as, you know, their, you know, first loss of the season, essentially. Right. Like it did
1: feel kind of like a loss. Yeah. Because of that,
2: maybe they'll look at that and be like, wow, we don't like this feeling, even though we won and they'll, you know, make the proper adjustments and move forward. But yeah, it was just kind of like a, it, it wasn't a thrilling game. I was anxious the whole time. And I, you know, it wasn't a pleasant game to sit and watch. There were, there were too many things yeah. going on that I was extremely frustrated with. And I have yet to be that frustrated at the Eagles. It was, it was I agree. <laughs> I haven't been that frustrated at the Eagles since January. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like it. Okay. Let's not go back. I know. Fall into old habits. Get it, get it, get it together. Get it together. But, you know, ultimately they're, they're five and zero, and we're not going to complain about it. And I
1: think the nice thing about it too, you hit it on the head real quick, is just that they, I think they truly will envision that as a loss. They know they got lucky with the missed field goal and not having to go to overtime and Jalen hurts being such a good leader. He's going to make sure everybody knows that.
2: Yeah, I I would totally agree. I would totally agree. So you know what? We're not going to harp on it anymore. We're going to move on because it's, dallas week it's like a national holiday in this place <laughs> so thank you for listening to episode 89 of babes on broad we'll be back later this week to break down the matchup with dallas the fight for the number one spot in the nfc east sunday night football it's going to be a good one thank you as always to sb nation and bleeding green nation for hosting us make sure you're following everywhere and looking for that episode coming out later this week but until then go birds oh and go phillies Go, Phillies. Yes. It was so necessary because, oh, such a beautiful weekend, just destroying the red birds all over the country. Fantastic. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Go, Birds. <laughs> Go, Phillies.
0: <laughs> what does it take to be an entrepreneur? And how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.